What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the fourth episode of the Chapman Civility Podcast, where we're going to be talking a little bit more about civility today and civil discourse and all the all the intricacies of an oh-so-complicated topic. Um, this is, as I mentioned, the fourth and what will be the final episode of the Chapman Civility Podcast through our through our month-long public relations campaign. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, thank you for being with us uh, today. My name is Ian Simmons. And I'm Eric Faderwish. And just to kind of jump right in and to tell everyone kind of what, you know, what what this has been, what this experience has been, and what we've been up to. Um, so we've been, over the past month, we've been um, part of a team, excuse me, part of a team for the Bateman Public Relations National Competition, where this year, our challenge and our, our task, if you will, was to bring light to civil discourse and kind of where it's at, where it's been, where it's going, and what can we do about it. And this podcast uh, was one of our key elements of this campaign, and throughout this campaign, we've done a lot of... Uh, uh, other elements to kind of you know further further our successes and we've done you know presentations for classes at our university um, and we've you know we've created a website and social media posts but most recently um, this past Thursday we had a panel with our local our local chapter of the uh, Public Relations Association of America and we had a, a panel with some professors at our university to get, talk about uh, civility and civil discourse and you know get some thoughts from professionals who you know have more um you know, you know more experience than a couple of college students um and eric was actually one of the one of the moderators of the um of the panel and asking the question so i just wanted to ask you since you know since you were asking all the questions mm-hmm. i want to ask you or you a question all right what was the or, or just like what were some key takeaways that you got out of the panel and what did you you know what what was your experience like being on on the receiving end of you know answers from a bunch of professionals yeah um so i think one of the biggest takeaways came from one of our panelists dr jan osborne and she brought up the point that rather than looking at conversations as disagreement um looking at them more from a place of coming both sides coming to the table and looking to communicate and offer insight into their thoughts on certain issues rather than just calling it disagreement necessarily because that implies that there is a winner of sorts and framing it like that can often lead to trouble with coming to terms with one the fact that discourse is not a competition and two kind of just making sure to frame it in a way that works toward the betterment of both parties as much as possible uh, rather than just trying to do one side beats the other because that's something that we talked about a lot last week in our um, politics episode was that we're often so much wanting to stick to our guns and and say, oh man, I proved you wrong. I proved you wrong. But really conversation isn't necessarily like that in practice. Well, it it is in a lot of modern implementations, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. And shifting our focus from it being a competition through not calling it 
a disagreement rather than just a discussion helps to, I think, work towards a bit more of a civil interaction. Were there any points just kind of across the board of just what kind of anyone said, I know this is a broad question, but that you didn't Mm -hmm. in particular, like you did not particularly agree with or just, or just something that, you know, you maybe heard that maybe Mm -hmm. made you just kind of raise an eyebrow and be like, really? Um, you know, at, at first I think that last comment kind of surprised me because she started talking about how disagreement and just calling it that leads to these types of interactions. But the more I heard about it, it kind of made sense. And it it was almost like me taking the advice in the moment. Um, because I think from that point on, I looked... And that was one of the comments that was made towards the beginning of the panel. It kind of opened my f- frame of reference a little bit to see that the people who were being critical of civility aren't necessarily doing it to prove me wrong or anything or prove our campaign wrong. It's we're here to discuss civility and how we can advance it and what's currently happening. So I think to answer your question a little bit, but not really. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um yeah, I mean one of the one of the you know one one kind of comment from one of our panelists that just kind of made me chuckle and and just kind of think about things a little bit was um you know we talk about talking about topics like like uh, like politics in like a school setting. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Art Blazer mentioned um you know that especially at public schools they uh, i mean granted Chapman is a private school but at public schools and a lot of schools in general they uh discourage conversation regarding politics and mm-hmm. he brought light to that and he said well to be honest i talk about politics a lot and i mean that all <laughs> i mean that does go you know hand in hand well, he's a poli uh, sci professor so that makes sense but he also i mean he he kind of tailored it back to like you know, this is the place where, uh, like, at, at a university where we're here to learn and experience other perspectives. Mm-hmm. This is a place where we should be, you know, maybe having some of those tough conversations. Because if we are only, like, going to have them later on in life when we're surrounding ourselves with people who think like mm-hmm. us anyway, you know, why not, why not have those conversations earlier? Of course they're tough. But, yeah. you know, like, if we can have them in a constructive way... And we can, you know, actually accredit them to, okay, like, here are patterns in history or here mm-hmm. are, you know, just some ways to weed out facts versus not facts. Um, like, why why can't we have those conversations mm-hmm. and what's um, – and, and, like, I, I get it. It's, it's sensitive subject mm-hmm. matter for a lot of people, but I think he brings up a good point in that, you know, we need to not be – afraid and or closed off to having those difficult conversations simply because you know someone's opinion Hmm. or someone's thought process may just be a little bit offended by those and i and i think that's fair yeah i completely agree in that i have a few uh elementary and middle school teachers in my own family and i've heard 
a lot of times they're told that if you can't stay neutral on a topic, don't bring it up. And I think that that in itself, to Dr. Blazer's point, is harmful because, I mean, another point that he brought up was you can't just avoid people who are different. Mm -hmm. And I think in trying to enforce these neutral perspectives, particularly when we're so young, it kind of opens up this idea that we've been bringing up of false equivalencies between arguments where if you can't take a stance that's completely in the middle of two sides of an argument, you're not neutral. But in reality, we're seeing these arguments where there isn't the same amount of validity on both sides. And if we don't have the, like, like for example, for an extreme example, um, let's say I like mint chocolate chip ice cream and someone else likes vanilla ice cream the best. And I think that, yeah, okay, vanilla ice cream isn't the best, but you're free to your opinion. And then on the other side, we have people saying, everyone who doesn't like vanilla ice cream needs to go away. I will kick them out of their homes, all of those things. <laughs> and if we're, if we're taking this middle stance on an issue like that, where there's such a drastic difference between these two sides without the knowledge to examine what a neutral standpoint actually is, I think it's hard to advance civility in that sense because there's not, and I mean, I'm sure you can apply real world examples to these, but I think that acknowledging these differences and being able to assess fact from a young age is absolutely super important. Yeah. I mean, my real world experiences, I was actually kicked out of the house for not liking vanilla ice cream. Oh man. <laughs> it was, yeah, that was a tough one. Um, okay. I want to, I want to kind of jump into a, a little, a little thing here where mm -hmm. I want to kind of ask you some questions if that's okay. Absolutely. Um, of, cause we've talked about, you know, um, and just to kind of give a little context for this. So during one of our presentations, um, you know, we received some feedback saying that, you know, why should I be expected to uh, listen to people and entertain people and just, um, you know, kind of respect people who think that my way of life and my thought process and my beliefs are invalid and well beyond that. Um, you know, there there are belief systems and 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 just well maybe not belief systems but beliefs and behaviors that stem from you know either either hatred or ignorance of some information or or a culture so on and so forth anyway so the comment was saying why should i have to respect and listen to that and you know we we were all kind of we were talking about it and ultimately you know we decided and we recognized that like yeah no it's it's fair like it's it's difficult because you're not going to agree with everyone and and not everyone is going to agree with you um, and ultimately, it is your decision whether or not, you know, you will be able to entertain or listen to or respect what whatever else someone has to say. But mm -hmm. um, I want to kind of play 
uh, I guess devil's advocate is the wrong word, but I just kind of want to sit on the other side of the argument for a second where, you know, uh, uh, people on the other side may have that opinion too. And so, Mm -hmm. or, or like that idea of like, why should I listen to, like, why should I listen to other people when, when maybe they feel threatened or they feel unsafe or in any capacity? Um, and, and I think we've kind of been talking a lot about, you know, the, the process of, of, get, of reaching some kind of common ground. You first have to listen to other people on the other side, you know, mm-hmm. and that's very difficult to do, um, especially when, you know, these beliefs and these behaviors do, frankly, directly contradict your fundamental human rights or your, your mm-hmm. pursuit of happiness, so on and so forth. But basically where I'm getting at is... You know, if both sides have that mindset of I'm not going to I'm not going to listen because it offends me and I'm not going to listen because I I feel threatened by it, um, then. Are we just doomed to not go anywhere? Like, are we just not going to make any progress? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that. So this was one of the big questions that we asked in the panel. This was one of our closing points. And I'm reminded again of a point that uh, Dr. Osborne brought up. She discussed that rather than communicating and just constantly saying you're wrong because people in our modern day don't tend to listen when they just are constantly... It's a, fa- it's a common favorite thing to do. You're wrong, yeah. <laughs> and so rather than just saying you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong we communicate in a way that says i don't understand and i can't understand where you're coming from i think we need to also come from it come toward it in a in a way that respects at the very least the humanity of the other person if not the ideas Because we do, like we've been saying, we have harmful ideas, we have harmful beliefs. And I think we need to come to terms with what is an actual causing harm, what what side is actually causing harm in a situation. Because if if we're going back to that ice cream example, we can see that the mint chocolate chip people who are just saying vanilla is not my favorite are not directly causing harm to the people who like vanilla but the vanilla people if they want to kick the mint chocolate chip lovers out onto the street and kick them out of their homes i think we need to do we do need to be able to do some uh introspection into seeing all right how Am I being the one that's actually causing the harm? And, you know, I think if we are unable to do that, you need to work on it. <laughs> as simple as that is, yeah. But how can we, expe- how can we expect mm-hmm. other people to do that when perhaps one side of the argument isn't even willing to listen to them? Yeah, I mean, that is... That is the challenge of it. We do, I, discourse is 
at least two people most of the time. There's a there's a speaker and there's an audience. And if you're the speaker, you can can only control what the speaker says. And if you're in the audience, you can only control what the audience does. So as much as I want to be able to reach across the aisle, so to speak, and make this other person understand what I'm saying, it can't always happen. And I'm the only one that can change what I'm going to do, in a sense. In civil discussions, I think we can try to recognize how the other person is understanding us and try to lead them toward a better understanding of who we are and who what we're saying. But ultimately, it does need to come down to our own sense of introspection and looking at how we ourselves are perpetuating incivility or how we can help work toward other people understanding our viewpoints in a way that's constructive. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's I think it's just tough, like, regardless of what, mm-hmm. you know, side of the argument you're on, like, if you have a mindset mm-hmm. of, like, I refuse to listen to this person because of, mm-hmm. you know, their their beliefs and behaviors, and, and not to say that that's not valid, that is totally valid, and I know that also, mm-hmm. again, my experiences with this subject matter are vastly different from a, a lot of people and pretty much everyone, but it, 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 I'm, I'm concerned with the idea of simply just closing it off just because you are offended or feel threatened. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, if there is like a tangible threat, like of course, like air on the side of caution, but yeah. I, I'm concerned mm-hmm. with just turning away from conversations just because, one may deem the other person's argument as invalid you know and like like if we can't yeah. and i don't think it's fair of any side to expect the other person to be able to look at themselves and say wow i need to do a better job of listening or being more accepting mm-hmm. i don't think that's a fair i don't think i don't think we can do that um because you yeah. know both sides of an argument probably have that mindset no one thinks they're wrong that's what mm-hmm. like that's not like obviously you know yeah um but at the same time like no one is gonna you know want to engage with someone who already has the mindset of like what you are about to say to me is just completely invalid so i don't think it's fair to Mm -hmm. expect someone else to be able to be introspective and you know like genuinely be able to hear someone else out if that someone else won't do the exact same thing you know like, and, and as difficult as it is, like, being, you know, feeling offended or feeling threatened, like, I feel like there still does have to be some give and take, because if there's not, then mm-hmm. that divide only increases, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, you bring up a good point. I think, I think the point that we really do find civility is in the back and forth. Um, and I think in working toward that there does have to be some reliance on 
yourself to do your own work and your own listening but it is it is absolutely a difficult situation to try to expect that the other person will do the same just to kind of again kind of treat you as a guinea pig here if i may um (laughs) yeah if someone who challenged your beliefs or your way of living for example um would you be or or, or just someone who like vastly disagreed with you Mm -hmm. would you be willing to hear them out and just like understanding and listening to where they're coming from that's the question (laughs) yeah i i want to say yes but (laughs) in in practice it is it's it's one thing to say hey let's do civil discourse yeah it's much easier it's much easier tips that you can have um but in actual practice i think there is a lot that a lot of the context of the situation that plays into it um for example i have been in situation i personally am non-binary i use they them primarily as my pronouns and so in some of these online spaces i've encountered people in zoom calls online um who don't respect that at a fundamental level like i've I've been in Zoom calls with a bunch of people and I've seen comments like spam your preferred pronouns in the chat. And like that didn't make me feel good and I didn't have a good opinion of that person from their comments. Um, but I think if I were to sit down with that person, I would, I would probably try to understand why they feel the way they do about those types of things like why do people who use pronouns different than what they are given at birth why does that bother you so much and these are just drawing from my own example you can sure yeah um the audience can draw on their own as well but i think for me personally in those situations provided that it wouldn't be a dangerous situation i think i would like dr osborne was saying i would try to go in with the intention of figuring out why our opinions differ and i think maybe if we can go into that and figure out why we have such a different perspective on these issues Mm -hmm. then we can try to work towards something more um more productive in a sense if we can get to an understanding and then work from there yeah um no i I mean that that's great thank you for you know answering that and being mm. open about your experiences I, yeah. I kind of threw a loaded question at you there but no no problem um you know i i think it's important to talk about because 
you know, I, I just feel like there are, and this kind of goes back to that comment, like at, at the very beginning of this whole thing of like, why should I listen to and respect, mm-hmm. you know, other opinions? And, and again, it's valid, but it's, it's hard because like the, the, mm-hmm. the simple answer is because if, if we don't, we're not going to get anywhere. But like, of course, like mm-hmm. it's always much, it's much deeper than that. Um, so I, I'm just, I wonder mm-hmm. how we can all kind of get to that mindset of I'm willing to have a conversation with someone who avidly disagrees with me yeah. um, because no one likes to be told they're wrong and those conversations are very difficult. So mm-hmm. how do, like, how do we get there? You know? Yeah. So drawing a little more from my own experience, I, when I first heard the use of they, them pronouns, I was hesitant and kind of confused about why what's the necessity for this why do i need to why should people be using they them as a singular i i don't get it and it was through kind of talking to these other people who were on the opposite side of me who we both approached with the understanding of we want to understand one another and i think finding those people who are going to try to understand the other side and you yourself going in trying to understand the other side are beneficial because i one ended up learning to see the necessity for people to use a separate pronoun and also realized myself that i preferred using it and so i think there are ways that we can go about working toward this civil thing if we find the right people and it is that is a difficult thing to do but Mm -hmm. definitely go in without the expectation of someone winning and someone losing a discussion i think that's a great place to start yeah i mean it's it's tough because like no one wants to yeah again like what i've said 15 times over (laughs) no one wants to be challenged or be proved wrong and i think that's where a lot of the fear of conversation comes from Mm -hmm. um but i i think you know maybe we do kind of have to go about it and like no one's right or wrong we're just educating Mm -hmm. each other um but again it's unfortunate that it will never be that easy because people just have different beliefs that come from different systems that date back hundreds of years Mm. and people come from you know different beliefs that what we are living in now should be the priority um Mm -hmm. but uh yeah i I mean it's it's interesting to see where we'll (laughs) go from here but hopefully we can you know under some under some leadership and guidance from Mm -hmm. you know our our internal communities or perhaps external like we'll be able to see like you know we can find some common ground Mm -hmm. and we can find some way to talk to each other and just accept one another for how we are and how we're trying Mm -hmm. to live um and i know that idea is incredibly foreign and (laughs) and frankly unappealing to a lot of people but um yeah i 
I don't know. I'm rambling now, but (laughs) yeah. No problem. So what do you think then for where civility is going? One, if we didn't do anything or if, uh, or how do you think we can change it to move in a better direction? I mean, as far as where it's going, um, I think what's it, what it needs is a drastic mindset shift from Mm. everyone (laughs) everyone on both sides in my opinion um not that we need to change all of our you know that and that doesn't that doesn't mean we have to sacrifice our beliefs or Mm. our opinions or anything but you know being headstrong and being stubborn it can it can be a good thing but when it's used to completely cancel out people who you don't see eye to eye with that's when it becomes very dangerous yeah um so i think as far as where it's going if it's going the way it is now and if if things only if things on both sides only seem to get stronger and more like like headstrong one way then Mm -hmm. i i I don't think we're gonna make a whole lot of progress in the foreseeable future and i'm scared that you know what we're dealing with now is going to become the norm and a lot of people are say, mm-hmm. like say, you know, like, oh, this has always been around like this very like tense state of, you know, mm-hmm. c- civility and interaction. And now it's just louder, which like, yeah, may be true. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there are also people who have been around since World War Two who have <laughs> like there are interviews who have been like who have said, like, I've never seen anything like this. Like, this is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like it's it's definitely changing and i don't think it's getting better anytime soon and i think in order for it to be better we all need to kind of have a little reset Mm -hmm. and again not to lose passion or or lose our our resilience for our beliefs or or our thoughts or emotions anything like that but i think just as as collectively i think we just need to be more open to people who don't see eye to eye with us as hard as it is Mm -hmm. you know again provided that situation is does not like does not facilitate physical or like like physical pain or like Mm -hmm. danger or anything like it's it's these conversations that you know might need to be had Mm -hmm. so yeah i think there's a lot of needing to kind of lose your ego on both sides if we want to see mm-hmm. good progress everyone's ego is so fragile <laughs> <laughs> yeah well if everything's win lose you kind of it weighs down on you yeah no for sure i mean it, like that's and that's not at anyone's like fault it's just like it, it it goes back to what i've mentioned now so many times of just like no one wants to be wrong but mm. i think we just need to not be afraid to just be be um just have just have some different opinions thrown at us you know mm. um it's hard but i I, th- I think if we can collectively shift our mindset i think we could we could start to take step take steps towards you know actually kind of uniting and functioning as a as a country um <laughs> but if not then i don't i don't know you know yeah um but hey, I so as just kind of on a lighter note, as we do wrap up this final episode, I want to get your thoughts on just kind of this campaign as a whole, this podcast as a whole, 
how are you feeling about everything you know both where we're at and you know what what's what's to come well it is wrapping up <laughs> i think <laughs> i think we've done a lot of different things as part of this campaign and for those of you in the audience who haven't uh seen us on social media follow us at chapman civility project uh visit our website at cu civility project uh because we have done a lot of different things and i think we can't just wrap up what is civility and how do we fix it for the better in four 30-minute podcasts <laughs> it's constantly growing it's changing. constantly growing it's constantly changing and i think beyond this campaign we even the audience back home we should just be kind of inviting ourselves to view the other side of different arguments and see what exactly is it that's going on and mm -hmm. kind of examine for yourself how have we gotten to this point how have i gotten to this point and so moving forward that's something that i definitely want to do more in my own life and i hope that some of our listeners are inspired to do the same yeah no I, I, this has been a lot of fun this has been a very eye-opening experience for me um and you know everyone everyone who's listened has definitely uh kind of kind of listened to you and i get more comfortable with each other and talking <laughs> about these kind of you know sometimes sensitive topics but mm -hmm. uh no I, I think this has been a great experience and i'm excited for how our campaign is wrapping up and um yeah, I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who's tuned into this podcast. It's yeah, been a you. it's been a fun little project for Eric and I to work on. And uh, yeah, we wish you all the best. Again, you can follow us on Instagram at Chapman Civility Project, or you can visit our website, cucivilityproject.com. And for the fourth and final episode of the Chapman Civility Podcast, my name is Ian Simmons. And I'm Eric Faderwish. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>